Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning, and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. No, Kayode, I will will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, the body of a gentleman uh, who jumped into the lagoon earlier this week has been recovered. Really sad stuff. Um, if he has family, I hope that they find some peace, um, you know, especially now that his body has been found. And if he doesn't have family, well, at least now he's at peace. Um I I will say that I understand more than most people how difficult it can be to continue to deal with life, especially now when things are incredibly, incredibly hard. People often look at suicide as... um, as this really as a selfish thing you know people look at suicide as a selfish thing people look at suicide as cowardice but i don't i don't i don't look at suicide as a selfish or cowardly thing you know it actually takes a lot of and this is probably going to shock a lot of people so let me apologize uh, in advance if this is shocking but um It takes a lot of courage to want to kill yourself. Because you realize that you are about to put yourself deliberately in a lot of pain. It takes a lot of courage to want to put yourself in that amount of pain just so that you can stop living. It takes a lot to um, want to end your life knowing that it's going to cause a lot of conversation when people find out, oh, this person took their life. And you're just like, you know what? I'm really, really done with life and I'm going to go. It takes a lot of courage. I don't consider people who have gotten to, the, to that point in their life as cowardly. I don't consider people who have gotten to that point of their lives as uh, um, selfish. I consider them incredibly courageous people. But I also consider people who get to that point and pull themselves back as equally courageous. So people who are able to find one reason, it doesn't have to be a lot of things. Like the reason to keep going, it doesn't have to be too many things. It can be just one. It can be just one. For me, it was, oh my God, I'm never going to see my husband again. You know, it can be one thing. Just one. For some people, it's, oh, I'm never going to eat amala again. For some people, it's, oh, I'm never going to smell the air of Lagos again or whatever city you're listening to me from again. It can be just one thing that makes them change their mind. And so if you are at that point where you're contemplating ending your life because of how difficult things are, I hope that you can find the one thing that pulls you back. I hope you can find the one thing that stops you. I cannot begin to tell you that, oh, there's a lot to live for. Things are going to get better. You've probably said all of those things to yourself. The, the fact that you've gotten to that point is because you've lost all hope, right? Right? But if there's one thing that should say this thing is worth living for, hold on to that thing. Hang on to that thing. Life might surprise you.
life might surprise you. Life might surprise you. Hold on to that one thing. Come back. And just remember, each day that you make it is a day that you have succeeded. Each day that you close your eyes, wake up, and remember the one thing keeping you here is a day that you have succeeded. And then do it again the next day. And then the next day. And then the next day. Until you get to the point where there's more than one thing now. There are two things now. There are three. Then there's a number of other things. Or maybe it's just that one thing that keeps you going. One person. Maybe the taste of abacha. <laughs> I really love abacha. <laughs> you know? One person. One thing. The thing that just keeps you going. That's all you need sometimes. So I'm the last person to judge a person who's suicidal. I'm the last person to have anything uncomplimentary to say to someone who attempted suicide and, you know, couldn't succeed. Last person in the world. Because I completely understand what will get a person to that point. But I can also tell you that if you stick around, it might get better. And what are all of us doing, really, if not hoping that it might get better? That's what humanity is, isn't it? That's what life is. We're all hoping that it might get better. We don't get assurance. Except you're religious. If you're religious, then you can hang on to whatever religion it is that you practice. There are different texts in various religious books that tell you that if you hold on to, you know, whatever deity it is that you're serving, that you're worshipping, that deity will give you hope. There's hope in holding on to that. And so that can also help. Whatever helps you believe it might get better, you hold on to that. And we'll get through it. One million Lagosians cannot be wrong. Thank you for listening to Hard Facts. I've got a great show for you, starting with the big three. Let's talk about Tinubu's sudden call for engagement with the Nijeku uh, plotters. Then let's talk about Serap suing Babio over tokens and prayers. And then let's talk about the army's rebuttal to corruption allegations. Today is Global Review Day. Global Review is at um, 4 p.m. now on Thursdays. On Global Review, let's talk about the evolving ECOWAS response to the coup in Niger. I'll have a journalist who is currently in Niamey join me at 4 o'clock. Don't miss that conversation. On Eyes and Nays, let's talk about the ministerial nominees list, the Senate confirmation process, El Rafai's uh, uh, Wahala, all of that coming up at 5. Expect news, business and sports at the top of the hour every hour but let's get started with today's big three lagos i'm sandra ezekwesili and these are your hard facts this is the big three, the big three. on hard facts on 99.3 nigeria info was the ECOWAS ultimatum premature and did it weaken the body's leverage does Sarap have a case against Akbabio? Was the NFF's reply to Fifth Pro professional or dignified? Actually, we're not discussing Fifth Pro today. Apologies about that. I forgot that I was not in yesterday. I mean, today now. <laughs> so let's talk instead about the army's rebuttal to corruption allegations. Now, Bola Tinubu is now calling for diplomacy and negotiations with the Nijeku plotters. That's our first story. He just flagged off um, yet another ECOWAS summit on the Nijeku. Uh, remember, of course, that the first uh, at the first summit, the leaders agreed to impose sanctions on Niger and give the junta a seven-day ultimatum, right? And at the time, they also threatened military action if the junta did not back down and reinstate uh, President Bazoum. The junta didn't back down. That's why we're having this second ECOWAS summit. Uh, Tinubu, uh, Tinubu gave the opening speech at the summit today. And in that speech, he acknowledged that the sanctions and threat of force have not worked so far. Oh, yes, he said that. He said, quote, Regrettably, the seven-day ultimatum we issued during the first summit has not yielded the desired outcome, end quote. So what's the way forward? Tinubu says we need to talk to them. 
Here's what he says, quote, more so in reaffirming our relentless commitment to democracy, human rights and the well-being of the people of Niger, it is crucial that we prioritize diplomatic negotiations and dialogue as the bedrock of our approach. We must engage all parties involved, including the coup leaders, in earnest discussions to convince them to relinquish power and reinstate President Bazoum, end quote. Now, my question, Lagos, should the negotiations and dialogues have come before the ultimatum or after the ultimatum? What are the optics of first giving an ultimatum and then after the ultimatum expires without you getting your way, you now call for negotiations? What signal is that sending to the junta in Niger? Does this seem... Like they were able to call ECOWAS on its bluff. And if that's the case, is there any incentive for the soldiers in Niamey to negotiate now? The Christian Association of Nigeria should be happy with Tinubu's new tone because just before the summit opened, they urged the president and the other ECOWAS leaders to avoid going to war, to stick with negotiations and dialogue. And generally, there doesn't seem to be much support in Nigeria for military action, right? I mean, since we've been talking about this, everybody has been saying we cannot afford a war right now. Even those that oppose the coup are saying we should use other methods to reverse it instead of using force. So which leads me to the question, did Tinubu and the other ECOWAS leaders do their homework properly before taking their initial position? 0700-993-993-993-0-1465-7190. Is Tinubu correct to say negotiations are the only way forward? Do you think ECOWAS should have realized this before issuing the ultimatum? Do you think the expiry of the ultimatum undermined ECOWAS in its dealings with the Niame Junta? I'll have a journalist join me from Niame at four. Make sure you're here for that conversation. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. If you are abroad, join the conversation over Skype, Nigeria Info FM. Hello. Thanks for calling Hello. us. Yes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Why am I mm. Welcome, Kuboko. Koboko, your connection is not very clear, so you're going to have to call me back. 99.3? Hey, I greet you. I greet you too. Yes, um, you see the ultimatum given by the president and the chairman of ECOWAS was too hasty. In times like this, people should learn to explore other options. I believe strongly, reading from the history books, that the 13 months bloody civil war we had in this country was completely unnecessary because the negotiations that was on place was neglected. If the negotiations that was on place, you know, went through and all parties agreed to it, that war would not happen. So in times like this, the president was too hasty and I think retracting it back now and try to come back to negotiate with embodying the coup plotters. And from where what I'm seeing now, they'll be negotiating from a weak point. That is why you have to start first with dialogue. All wars that I read about, the First World War, the Second World War, even this Ukraine war and Russia war that is going on now, is still going to end on the negotiation table. So why not explore that option first instead of taking a military action and, you know, going for that first? So that's for that. And for Akpagio, I had him yesterday. I have not received my own prayers in my mailbox. <laughs> um, it is for 109 of them. But there's nothing to retract. He has said it, he has said it. Some things are better left unsaid. For him to own a it is a complete shame and mess. You see... On the flip side, for the Senate, I think the Senate should be up and doing and look for a man that can handle that chamber. I don't see this man as a person that can handle that chamber. I see him as someone that is learning on the job. 
I'll give you some examples earlier today. There are some senior people out there, you know, I don't want to mention the great people of Cardiff and all those ones. Mm. Even in this first republic, there are some senior people I know that will never have vomited what they died yesterday. So, is it, not be, is it not better to have someone that is unguarded so we know how far waiting they happen than have those oh. that will code it? Uh, uh, Sandra, let me now ask you. Mm. After being unguarded, how you take care of Can we not us know what you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> so we not have enough waiting me saying not be because they are very easy to deny what they have said. Mm. Also, but at the end of the day, the perception address that money is being shared. There's nothing going to say. There's nothing is going to say that will say that they don't say the perception out there is that they are sharing money when address are suffering. Mm. And it's a shame, a very big shame that this this national assembly is gonna go like this. Nigerians, I want to say finally that if this is the next time we are going to have this in this, this, this country, this state assembly, then sorry, I'm not pessimistic. There's no hope. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for calling. We've got Azu Frank joining us from Indonesia. Azu Frank, welcome. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Talk to me. Um, for Mr. President, I want to commend him for backtracking and, you know, not using the force any longer. The thing is, I know a lot of people be like, oh, first of all, you do gra gra, now you're, you know, no, nobody prepares for things like this. You know, being the president, we really need to understand is it's a very dynamic job. Nobody expects things like this. And, you know, it's always, it can take you off your feet. For him to backtrack is very, very normal. Everybody does it. The U.S., they do it. Oh, sometimes they will tag the Taliban terrorists. Sometimes they will say, no, we're going to work with them. It's a normal thing. So for the president to say, oh, going back, I think it's, it's a good one for him. And it's, again, it, let me put it to his credit, he's listening to people. And for the people of the Nigeria, the Coop guys, taking it as a weak uh, move of ECOWAS, uh, it's going to be to their own detriment because they still have the... That they say we are negotiating or we let us go dialogue doesn't mean that we are taking violence off the table or we are taking, you know, invading you guys off the table. We're not saying, okay, for now, let's just talk. So they, it's not, they're not going to be looking at ECOWAS or Nigeria as being weak. No, people should not mistake that. They're still, okay, these guys are just trying to like, buy time. For the president, he did a very, very nice thing. That's just all I have to say. All right. Thank you very much for calling, Frank. 99.3, hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name, ma'am? Hello? I'm Dabela Akasa. Welcome. Talk to me. I love you. Hey! God will forgive him more. I'm thanking God that he's revealing all the secret that was hidden inside that. And God, I thank God that he's a Christian, that he cannot even say something which is very right to the poor that is celebrating. A day is coming. He will confess that this thing that I did, that is why I'm receiving this punishment. All right. Let's take a look at messages on WhatsApp now. Uh, Tundeli Badon says, the citizens of this great country don't want Nigeria to go to war with Niger. Do you know why? Nigerians don't know the reason, but I know the reason. But it would be risky for me to say it out. All right. Uh, Edwin Asukwa says, it's so sad that ECOWAS leaders put the cart before the horse. This goes to show the level of thinking uh, Sylvester from Olodia Papa says, Tinubu and Ekowa should allow the people of Niger breathe. Why is Africa obsessed with democracy that has brought nothing but untold hardship and suffering among the developing countries in Africa that is practicing it? The, Nigeria, the Nigerians have chosen the government that will serve them and they are happy with it. Do you think that every time that Nigerians had a military uh, re, uh, ruler uh, overturn a, a, a democratic uh, a government, that Nigerians were happy with it. They just couldn't say anything. So you can't use the videos you're seeing online as proof that the people of Niger are happy about the coup in their country. You know, and I'll keep saying to you, you can ask why is Africa obsessed with democracy? Maybe you can even say, well, Africa needs to figure out its own type of democracy. But where you and I will debate well, well, is when you say that the option to go for is military rule. It's okay for a country that has never experienced military rule to say that. But if you are a citizen of Nigeria and you are at least 30 years old, 
you have experienced military rule. So if you're 30, you didn't really experience it like that. But if you're from 35 up, you have lived through military Nigeria. And I swear, you can't compare military Nigeria to today's Nigeria. Sure, information was not as out there as it is today because military Nigeria ensured that information was very well guarded, very well filtered. A lot of the institutions we have today are carryover from military. The fact that there are things I cannot say on air today, that I cannot allow you to say on air today, is because of institutions that were set up by the military. The NBC is carryover from military. A lot of the guidelines in the code carry over from military. After we shifted to democracy, some of the guidelines have been tweaked. Some of the guidelines have been uh, um, um, amended. But a lot of what happens with media not being able to completely do its job, that's hangover from the military. So imagine like just waking up by yourself and deciding, oh, these civilians are too corrupt. Let the army come in. Should be the army that used to flog you people for wearing camouflage. All you need to do is wear camo. Army will be beating you up and down, dragging you all over the floor, making you dance inside potopoto water. And that's a military guy that has no power within the military. Or just a regular cadet self. And people will call, ah, do they feel like they are lawless? You can call and say, do they feel like they are lawless? Because it's a democracy. If it were a military government, you can't even call to complain. You say, thank you, sir, for not killing me. And you go home and shut up your mouth. So while our democracies across the continent require a lot of work, it does. I'm not saying it doesn't. It requires a lot of work. I don't think that we should, as Nigerians, I don't care about other Africans. I care about Nigeria because now here I day and I hear my family day. Now here you day and I care about you. As Nigerians who have lived through military rule after military rule after military rule, my guy... Maybe no reason I'm. I beg. <laughs> I beg. Anyway, if you just tuned in, I told you that the president is now calling for diplomacy and negotiations with the Niger coup plotters. He flagged off another ECOWAS summit where he said that regrettably the seven-day ultimatum we issued during the first summit has not yielded the desired outcome. More so in reaffirming our relentless commitment to democracy, human rights and the well-being of the people of Niger, it is crucial that we prioritize diplomatic negotiations and dialogue as the bedrock of our approach we must engage all parties involved including the coup leaders in earnest discussions to convince them to relinquish power and reinstate president bazoam which is why i asked you after reading that quote out to you should the negotiations and the dialogues have come before the ultimatum or after the ultimatum what are the optics of first you announce ultimatum boa then when ultimatum don't expire and they don't do it, you say, me didn't do. You know, say, okay, oh yeah, let's negotiate. <laughs> it's like when you go to the market and you're pricing goods in the market, right? And as you're pricing, as you're pricing, as you're pricing, the market person say, I better go. This is not my last price. They go. You say, I'm going, you know, the market woman go. Or market man will just they look you. Then you now walk out, walk out, walk out, walk out, walk out front. And you now come back and, and come again and say, oh yeah, what's your last price? You know, that's, that's what this is like. What signal is that sending to the coupists in Niger? Is there even any incentive now for the coup plotters and the coupists themselves to negotiate now? After seeing that the deadline expired, we no do more than hanging pants, and now we're saying, oh, yeah, let's negotiate. Now, this is the right call. Negotiation. That's the right call. Don't get me wrong. The Christian Association of Nigeria, very happy with this because most Nigerians are saying, look, we cannot afford a war right now. We don't even want a war right now. Let's please look for diplomacy, look for negotiations. So in a way, the president is listening to the people, listening to the stakeholders, listening to all the advice he has been getting. But it sure leads to the question of, did the president and the other ECOWAS leaders do their homework properly before taking their initial position 
0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Welcome. What's your name, sir? Good afternoon, Sandra. I know things before I go see more go war. I'm not going to allow and say we go to war. I'm going to go hard us. I will draw my statement back. Sandra, why did you have advisors? Why do you have service chiefs? Why do you have your NSC? It's not advice. And eh, Sandra? Yes, it's advice. You, you can see that sometimes it's not by rushing and talking. My daughter is crying. It's Mom is calling. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mom is calling. Tell us. Call she she okay. doesn't want that word. Yes, I agree with you, my girl. I agree with you. Tell yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you for calling. 99.3, hello. Sandra. <laughs> Sir, what's your name? You and the Malik. No matter our daughter, their dad, our precious uh, uh, gift to Jarvis. Mm-hmm. You love them so much. Kingsley <laughs> uh, from Ikredu. Welcome, Kingsley. Talk to me. Yeah, Sandra, getting you this day, it's just like using like to go to heaven. Hey, that visa is yeah. be small. Talk but to me. I, I'm a good listener. You're making me happy. I don't care. Okay, I'm glad. I'm enjoying for my services. Okay. Sandra. Sir. The ability of Tinumbu as a leader is not questionable. It's just that I think he's take everything so fast most of the time. Now, the option they put on table is the best option so far. You just finish it when you... Use that they're going to market as an example. But the truth is this. Most of the times, you use that garagara to settle out most of the things, Sandra, which you will bear with me. Mm. It's good that he put that first caution to them. But if I were him, I would have used the atrari as Marit mentioned, to guide myself before I mention on, on our time. Because for me, now, I look, I look at it as an, an, a weak point for the ECOA side of it. Okay. That is where I'm getting it. And for our brother, Akbadio, we are Nigerians. Mm. You know, most of the times, Sandra, if your cup is full, you don't know where you begin to review most of the things. Off your mic, off your mic is still 16 and this one is happening now. I don't know whether is this a comic senator or what. As a reader, as a reader, before, sorry, I think I'm not insulting anybody here, please. But as a reader, you need to have what is called preservation, Sandra. Mm-hmm. There are some things you... Okay, when you are making an intro, intro this uh, afternoon, when you, are, when you came in mm. about the suicide, mm. look at how you cause... You, you are no, I know it's a very... For we, a human being, to understand what you mean then, mm. it's hard. Mm. But it's a very good message, if you listen to where you caution that, when you mention that statement there. Mm. It's a reality, but it's hard to believe, mm-hmm. at the simple truth. As a reader, mm. there are some times before you open your mouth to say something, you say it to yourself. How do it sound mm. before you mention it out? Right. Sandra, thank you, Jare. Okay, Kingsley, thank you very much for calling. Now, let me bring you that story of uh, Mr. Senate President saying that um, tokens and prayers are available for his members. Sarah pursuing him. Suing God's will at Babio. We talked about this moment where the Senate president told his colleagues to expect a bank alert. If you missed it, you haven't seen the video online, well, um, here you go. In order to enable all of us to enjoy her holidays, a token has been sent to our various accounts by the, by the clerk of the National Assembly. I will not, uh, I withdraw that statement. In order, to, uh, huh? In order to allow you to enjoy your holiday, the Senate President has sent prayers to your mailboxes, uh, has sent prayers to your mailboxes to assist, assist you to go on a safe journey and return. This Senate... So the Senate president first said they would be getting a token in their accounts, but when they reminded him we were watching, he was like, oh, we on the air? We we on the air? The mic is on? And he now retracted it and talked about prayers. Serap is like, 
Now you sabi about that retraction. We're suing you. We are suing President Gotila Kwabio over the alleged payments of holiday allowances by the clerk of the National Assembly into the various accounts of senators while some 137 million poor Nigerians face severe economic hardship, end quote. Now, of course, there's a question there. <laughs> there's a question there about whether this payout is legal or simply insensitive. What I mean is, let me, let me explain what I mean. Calm down before you say I'm defending them. Hold on. What I mean is, if these are legitimate allowances, no court will penalize the Senate. But... Beyond legality, there is an ethical question. And there's also a question of optics. Optics means how you look, how people go see them. This thing where you do, they, they do. This thing where you want to announce, how people go see them. So it's just like people dying somewhere and a president going to go and go for a party. People will be talking about optics, optics, optics. What's that optics they're talking about? How will this thing look? That's what optics means. So beyond legality, there is an ethical question and there's a question of optics. Should the Senate be paying itself while cutting funding to fuel subsidy, which is leading to higher food and fuel prices? Senator Ireti Kingigbe was asked about it. She is an LP senator representing the FCT. And she said it's legal, but she understand, understands that it looks bad. She said, quote, yes, truthfully, that is so. I know that I cannot change anything. So I have a constituency office and a development office where I do development programs for the people. Hopefully anything extra. I'm new and we've been paid very little. But as they come in, a lot of it will go towards funding that office and funding the develop, uh, development programs, end quote. Did you hear what she said? Is she correct to say that she cannot change anything? She's an elected senator, after all. Doesn't she have the power to sponsor bills anymore as an elected senator? Kingiwe also insisted that the money in question was part of their legit allowances. She said, quote, I did not receive any prayer, but I'll check my emails for the prayers. Truthfully, I don't know what he was talking about. Most people assumed that our allowances are being paid, some statutory things that we are paid. I don't think it was anything extra that we're not supposed to be giving. I certainly have not seen anything extra, end quote. So that's the current position of things. Do you think that Serap has a case? If you're a lawyer, I'd like to hear from you. Does Serap have a case here? If you're a retired judge, I want to hear from you. I know that judges don't like to go on the record with these things, but just talk to me anonymously. I will not review you. <laughs> Is Kingiwe correct to say that the senators cannot change anything? 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Hello. Thanks for calling us. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. What's your name, ma'am? Good evening. Good evening. How you day? Hi, day. Can't be. How you day? <laughs> oh, Sandra. You see our party, eh? Eh. Yeah. Eh, Matana comedy. You go there for comedy. Okay. Now, only you talk of uh, off your mark. Oh, yeah. And only you talk of um, if you are poor, say knees. Mm. Only you now see the talk of inbox meal. Mm. Now, only God go up and there. God bless you. All right. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Hi. Good evening. You see, afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome. This market woman. Welcome, market woman. I want to ask. I want to ask question. Mm -hmm. These people where they send prayer into their inbox. Mm. Eh? Mm. How long they don't walk now? Eh. Where they want to go enjoy themselves? Where Nigeria they suffer? Eh? Now that they receive prayer, we. The way they labor for everything. How many prayers they don't pray for us for our inbox? Uh -huh. Sandra again. Mm. 
Uh, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. We know say military government is not good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. We know the free talk. Mm. Our mind mm-hmm. where we want to talk. Mm. But since we did this government where we did, mm. the talk where we did talk, that they hear us. Did they hear us now? Steady. Uh-uh. No, be they they here now. Now that they collect all those salaries, where they collect, Sandra. You, you know, say you go there if you if your picking no if your picking no they hear word. Eh? You know, say many things where they happen uh, during military. See, they happen now. Uh huh. But but you know, reach so, that one where they happen before. And and waiting they happen now. No even reach waiting happen under military. Uh-huh. You know, reach. See, no, and they tell you say money where. Are they, oh. t- are they tell you say wait now? Are they tell you say eh the problems what we they face now eh? You eh. know reach the problems what we face when military day. So this one are small. This one better small. It bad oh, but it, it better. better. Small. It, How it, much it, with it, a of rice that time? Eh, but but at least you you feed by but you get plenty people when you feed back cup of rice that time. You day alive. That time. You you be you be, uh, you you day that time. What would they use? You wait now. You know what they eat that time? What did they eat that time? Okay, you mean say you did that time? What would they use sawdust? They cook with stove, I think. You know, say that time, where would they use sawdust? Eh, eh? Eh. Those who are where they power that time, eh, they still eh. come back to power this time now. Ah, they fi- what you don't know what you mean, say they feel come back. Come up for power now. Who, who, who be that? The one way just come up for power. Uh huh. But you, but you know, I not be, but you know, since the same person is sick of, but you, you see, no, say those people where control us that time, they are still controlling us now. Eh, uh, no, be all. And now, when they control us, we feel hook them, we feel oh, ask them. Oh, this is our talk. You know, they put my mouth for steel. <laughs> and they tell you, my steel, my steel, I don't feel back for more today. You they laugh. <laughs> if, you, if you don't reach your back for more, buy fish. Buy pangala, pangolo fish. <laughs> I think pangala fish. How, how's that fish called? Is it pangala? Pangala, sorry, pangala fish. Buy pangala fish. 99.3, hello. <laughs> Sandra, Hi. I'm lucky I could get back to you again. Oh, Malik, welcome back. You don't read, though. Abim. Sandra, Sorry. I would like me to tell you about your story of that sawdust. <laughs> Most people know about sawdust. So. <laughs> they don't know that story. Hmm. Anyway, Sandra, yeah. you were saying the, the democracy would be better. Mm-hmm. But at the time, we say it's not better. Do you know why? When I did school, I turned out my pocket money for a term. And they would not turn Naira every week. And I had a big boy. This was in the 90s, mm-hmm. Sandra. Yes. And that time, you could look and say, our oil well, no plenty. But now we're plenty. We need to benefit anything. Okay, so but you know, say, but you know, say, now that time, uh, eh, eh mm. where we for multiply the oil well, and that money where we get that time, now that time we for use that money, build all the roads where one build, build the electricity where one build, make sure, say, everywhere get water inside their house and they connected by pipes. Sorry, because of time here. But they, but they, they pub all the money go. Eh? And then eh. the civilian eh, eh, leaders where we can't get now people we don't day before and we also see as military people take do their own they quite also begin to do their own like that. But but Sandra, at that time that mm. pipe bomb water they function. In the rural areas it they function. Eh. But now nine be the thing now. now wait now for now we will get more money. Eh. We will get more money. Eh. No pipe bomb water. For so many areas, but what everybody they do, including me. But that's the thing. That, but that's the thing. We get more money that time and smaller population. Now we get less money and bigger population, right? Sandra. And the military leaders that time. Wait now, mm. military leaders that time. If mm. don't say they no just leave the pipe bomb water for just small areas for rural areas, and they make sure say the water reach everywhere. Now nobody forget borehole for their house. Oh, Sana, what could I talk to you about you? Okay. But now, this month we get that pipe water, no get time again, no. But the main area, the hybrid area, said, no get pipe water. Anyway, Sandra, you still say that's what I probably will do so. Mm. If you look at my senior president, mm. you know they laugh. Mm. You know they embody the body movement, they make people they laugh. Because they funny, 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 funny. I know you're saying, your body movement, they funny, 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 funny. And a new work now, they learn the 1999, 1999, outside of a regime. From Jonathan time mm. till you did, mm. no senior president composed a service Araki. 
Saki was well composed and he command respect. Mm. But they say many poor breed. But this would also forget the poor. All right, Malik, thank you very much for calling. You know, say new work, person go settling, you know, go learn all the ropes, finish before you understand. And you know, say this this new president now, it come with new gang, in gang and new gang, you understand? So the gas just settling, settle down, figure out how did they do the work, you understand? <laughs> Make I bring you the final story. Oh, please, this is not Wazobia. <laughs> But yeah, let me bring you the final story. The army is clearing the air on the recent voluntary retirements. I don't know if you've been following that story, but um, it's been going round that um, the recent mass retirements were because of corruption cases. It can't be as if they know, say, me and you could talk about cool today, we'd argue which one better pass, but see what thing that happened for inter army. Anyway, the allegation was that the army found some of its personnel were guilty of corruption, so let them retire so that they could keep their pensions rather than get punished and go to jail. Army, don't come out now. Can't say not lie. We heard from Brigadier General Onye Mangwachuku, um, the army spokesperson, and he said that the Nigerian army is compelled to respond to insinuations in a publication by Sahara reporters and online media attributing the resignation of 25 soldiers to allegations of corruption against the Nigerian army. Evidently, the medium and its owners need to be schooled to understand that the Nigerian army is not a conscript army and that recruitment into the Nigerian army is voluntary with extant policies on discharge and retirement of soldiers and officers respectively like other organizations. Therefore, it is not an aberration for the chief of army staff to approve the voluntary discharge of soldiers who willingly applied and satisfied the terms of discharge from the Nigerian army, contrary to the mischievous uh, manipulation of the occurrence by the media in question, end quote. So army has come out swinging. They're like, they vex, they hold their, their belts, they vex. And it's a good thing. Right, it's a good thing that the army is ready to explain itself. It's is ready to go on the record to deny an allegation like this. But at the same time, and you know, same here, they always do at the same time. <laughs> at the same time, I'm always fascinated by the choice of language by these government agencies, especially the security agencies. The other day, SSS Handel was calling a lawyer, IPOB lawyer. Now, Ami is saying that Sahara reporters needs to be schooled. Ami didn't stop there. They also said, given the pedigree of the publishers of the, of the tarnishing story, whose concerted effort has always been devoid of national peace and stability, but rather characterized by pull-him-down syndrome, disunity, desire for violent disorder, revolution and atrocious propaganda, it does not require a soothsayer to connect the dots before any discerning minds realizes that the publication was sinisterly and treasonably conjectured to, de to deflate the high morale of troops, as all through the report, there was no factual evidence to support the claims, end quote. Very colorful language. And you, you see that thing I just read for you. Notice how the army slipped treason in there. Are you seeing it there? Slipped treason inside. It's interesting that accusing the army of a cover-up is now being equated to treason. Which is why I keep reminding you, if you are saying, oh, military, military, Nigerians don't have the luxury of fantasizing about military rule because we have actually lived through regime after regime after regime of a military government. Anyway, what do you think about this war of words between the army and Sahara reporters? 0700993-993-993-01465-7190. And yes, you can talk to me about the president saying that we need negotiations now between us and Nije. Also talk to me about uh, Serap suing... Um, God's will like Pabio, or saying that they will sue God's will like Pabio. Do you think they have a case? Especially because uh, Senator King Gimbe says that this money that they're getting is legal money. It's not illegal. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Hello? Oh, that's unfortunate. 99.3. Good afternoon, Sandra Ezekwesili. Good afternoon, sir. Yes, What's... you are on to Felix from Ikrodu. Welcome, Felix. Talk to me. 
Sandra, mm. yes, I respect the military. They have every right to present to everyone what they have said. I don't think there is anything bad in their submission because I cannot hold sway on that report of bribery or corruption that led to their resignation. But when that is proved, then they can take it to the court of law. Mm. You know, they are always very uh, educated mm. in presenting their case. Mm. I mean, the military now. They don't just open their mouth to any radios and blab. Right. Yes. So they have every right to what they have said. Now, for Apabio, it is a known fact. That is what they are there for. So when you keep doing evil, it will reveal itself without you knowing so that is what has just happened. There are so many other things they are doing that Nigerians still know, and they will use their mouth to say it. You know, when the devil wants to kill you, he will first of all make you mad. And that is what is playing out. The secret is coming out one by one. Then for the Niger Republic issue yes. of coup, yes, we put the cat before the horse. And it shows incompetence by the leaders. Well and good. They have realized that they should have dialogue first. So it's not going to weaken anything. And I tell you this. Yeah. The coup plotters are not ready to lay down their arms. They will not listen to the so-called Ekowaso. Okay. Come market in the next two years. They will be there. In fact, they will strengthen their loopholes. And if you misbehave with them... You go down with them. Hmm. So let them continue to dialogue, no matter how it takes or the number of years, they should continue to dialogue, All not right. to go to war. Thank you very much for calling. On WhatsApp, Ugo Chuku from Ota says, Tinubu's body language shows that he's a very wise man. His initial pronouncements of war and sanctions is to appeal to the egos of the Western nations in order to save his head. All right. Thank you for your message. Peter Sterso says, uh, Tinubu was too hasty in threatening the Nigerian uh, junta. No soldier would relinquish power through threats when his people are happy and suddenly behind him over a successful coup. But diplomacy can never be too late an option. Alright, thank you for your message. This one here is from Cletus uh, in Babcock University. Cletus says, I really do feel the president should thread with caution because most of our brothers are in Niger. As for Serap, we know them to be a toothless bulldog. They bark, they don't bite. We need to see them walk the talk. Babio should send my own prayers to my account. It's actually not accurate to say that Serap uh, doesn't um, bite. I mean, we just, two weeks ago was it or three weeks ago, we had Serap get a judgment that forces the government to account for every single Abacha loot that has been returned to this country since 1999. That's also another argument against military coup. Our sugar daddy is sending us money from the grave every day. You understand? And that's just one former military leader. We've not even started probing the other former military leaders. So just one, they send us serious money every month. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to WhatsApp. Uh, Nii says that uh, ECOWAS goofed with that seven-day ultimatum to adopt military intervention, which should always be a last resort or not at all. What did the same ECOWAS do to Mali, Burkina Faso and Guinea, all under military rule? ECOWAS should get serious and focus on the real issues behind the coups in the region and see the bigger picture of the geopolitics at play with the big boys of the US, France, UK, China and Russia all permanent Security Council members with veto powers in the in the UN. The military junta in Niger have moved on and they have named a 21-man cabinet today. Meanwhile, some other rebel leader has reasoned against the coupists, uh, founding to, uh, vowing to oust them. Meanwhile, China, with significant investments in Niger, has been silent. Interesting times ahead. Ni, thank you for your message. Ade in Surulere says, like everything so far, Tinubu and his Emilokan government Huh. It shows that uh, his ooh, oh my god, Ade, you always send me very strongly word worded messages on WhatsApp. Unfortunately, because of NBC guidelines, I cannot read these very strongly strongly worded 
message that you have just sent to me. And you know, NBC guidelines also carry over from military rule. Oh, yes. Let's take a look at messages here. Sandra, I appreciate uh, your fear for military rule. But what we have in Nigeria, particularly since 2015, is militarized civil rule. I dare say it's worse than military rule. Democracy is desirable to all. The sitting administration needs to be very careful. All sectors of public service is on progressive destruction. The impunity and insensitivity on the part of office holders is appalling. The president, This president needs to be calming down. Nigeria, no be Lagos. Temidayo is in Idumu with that message. Temidayo, thank you for your message. We've got... Um Chike, who says, the off your mic crooner has now doubled into prayer boxes. He never ceases to amaze me. Chike, in Akute, with that message there. Joseph from Guarimpa. <laughs> Joseph, thanks for your message and thank you for listening all the way from Guarimpa, Abuja. Uh, the ECOWAS issue is just like the NPF officer requesting you for particulars after verification. They're asking you anything for the boys. Dialogue should have come first. Now he sounds like he's groveling. We've got uh, Femi, who is in Dallas, who says, going to war in Niger might lead to internal crisis within Nigeria, where the current government is still seeking validation. And these politicians are all aware of it, and they are all they are also scared. So they know that going to war in Niger is not an option for them, especially the northern states that share borders with Niger. Femi from Dallas, thanks for your message. Uh, the sudden vault face. Uh, by ECOWAS on the Niger Junta issue clearly shows a body led by a leader who was in a hurry and didn't do their homework very well and now they're trying to save face it's a shame on ECOWAS they should let the, the Nigerians be they should let the Nigerians be since they are in tandem with the Junta as for the gentleman whose body was recovered may God rest his soul and give the family the fortitude to bear that loss alright thanks for your message uh, Patrick Inejibo says Sandra yes so we agree with all you said about the military but one thing is true and certain they they never ever flaunt their wealth before us. We know how they avoid them. Eh, Patrick? <laughs> Patrick, do you mind if I ask you how old you are? So that's my first question. My first question is, how old are you? My second question is, did you read a lot of the Tell and Dell magazines? That was, Sorry, not Dell now. Uh, what's the name of the other magazine oh, that was raining that time? Oh, I forgot. And I'm going to remember it. You know, magazines then that were focused on reporting the news about what military leaders were getting up to. Did you, did you follow all those things? <laughs> Patrick, my guy. Oh. It was a problem. They were a problem. Do you know what I love about this conversation? I love that I can, I can, hey, Newswatch, that's the magazine I remember now, Newswatch. Mm -hmm. Do you know why I love this conversation? I don't need to go far to give you an example, to, to do comparative analysis for you. I just need to look at our own history. And somebody says that militarized uh, civil rule, that that's what we're doing now. And let me tell you, Lagos, militarized civil rule is better than military rule. Because at least there are elections as a mechanism to replace government. Uh-huh, yes. And sure, elections are rigged. Okay. But there is sure a pathway for citizens to short-circuit the rigging ability of politicians. It's just that citizens have not figured it out yet or figured out how to do it at scale yet. But we will get there. We go and get there. But we can't use because we've not gotten there yet. And now I say, oh, maybe the military ain't so bad. I've lived through military. It is so bad. It is, it is so bad. Oh my gosh. It is so bad. <laughs> so bad. Me and people will not stay and do military. Once they put say military, I will just say, okay, goodbye. See y'all. Happy to miss y'all. <laughs> Let's take a break and bring you business uh, business news. After the business news, we'll go to Niger with my journalist there. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili.